What's going on, everybody? This is the Rubin Report direct message. And according to the paperwork here, I am Dave Rubin. Today is March 15th, 2021. It's a rainy day here in Los Angeles. Ducks just appeared in my backyard. Clyde chased them down. But that did not stop us from putting together a tremendous show for you guys. Before we get to it, uh, as always, just a reminder to click that subscribe button right here on YouTube and that notification bell so that maybe you see our videos in your feed. And we've got four stories today. They're all over the place. I think you're gonna enjoy the show and I wanna make note that last week, a few people noted that I was a little angrier than usual. I even said, I believe on Thursday, that I was a little more dejected than usual. Just the endless cascade of idiocy related to cancel culture and nonsense. Like it was really like, I was looking at the stories, trying to figure out a way to not make everybody feel crazy. And I was like, Lord, help me. Like, like it's just all bananas. Anyway, I had a great weekend, just like a really nice relaxing weekend. We went to Home Depot yesterday, did a ton of projects around the house. I'm feeling refreshed and, uh, and ready to roll back to my normal self. Although a lot of you liked Angry Dave. I saw a lot of comments saying, oh, Dave's angrier. Dave's, Dave's, he's, you know, he's all ginned up. He's ready to roll. There was a lot of joy related to that. And I'm gonna have to think about our relationship on that note. Uh, we've got four stories, as I said. Uh, number one, the Grammys last night. Did you watch them? Probably not. Nobody watched them. Nobody really watched them except some blue check people on Twitter. I did not watch them, but my crack staff over here did uh, give me all the highlights. And we're gonna play some stuff that is just mind blowing. Just really, just the absolute trash that these people push on us is truly incredible. Uh, the second story we're gonna cover is that Washington Post, just in the last 20 minutes, we just added this one, uh, has issued a major, major retraction that you're probably not gonna see on the Blue and On news networks of CNN and MSNBC and probably not in the Blue and On newspaper, New York Times, because you may remember two months ago when supposedly Donald Trump called the Georgia attorney general and pressured him to find votes and do illegal things. Oh, turns out that that's not what happened now that they've listened to the whole transcript. So they just issued a retraction on an article they wrote in the Washington Post two months later after the uh, election, you know, after the inauguration of Joe Biden. Uh, then that infallible Fauci guy, he was on Chuck Todd, Democratic operative Chuck Todd, who's got the Meet the Press show on MSNBC. Uh, Fauci was on there and he's still not sure when you can go to weddings, people. He, he's not sure when he's gonna let you go to weddings. So we'll talk about that. And then the fourth story, which I had to cover, uh, and I've wanted to do a little more international stuff in general, is that in Scotland, they just passed a hate speech law that is seriously, seriously dangerous and really just the next extension of what I think is just spreading like wildfire across the West right now. And fortunately here in the United States, we've still got the First Amendment, which protects us from some of this stuff, while other countries in Europe do not have that. Uh, all right, so jam-packed show. As I said, I'm feeling good, I'm caffeinated, I'm ready to roll. Before we do anything else though, let's talk about Ancestry.com. You know guys, there are many paths to finding your family story. Whichever way you choose tracing your family generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with Ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. You could find a famous relative or perhaps a photo of your great grandma as a little girl. Whatever you find, it's sure to change the whole way you look at your family history and yourself. After all, the story of your family is the story of you. 
With the ongoing pandemic, it's easy to feel disconnected from your loved ones, but researching your history is a fun activity the whole family can enjoy. And the stories you learn about your shared past can bring you closer together. I've mentioned before that we've traced my family literally over 200 years back already. It's, it is pretty awesome. Uh, Ancestry DNA can reveal ethnic origins and provide historical details that bring unique family stories to life. Ancestry DNA doesn't just tell you which countries you're from, but can also pinpoint the specific regions within them, giving you insightful geographic detail about your history, trace the paths of your recent ancestors, and learn how and why your family moved from place to place around the world. No other DNA test delivers such a unique interactive experience. Grab an Ancestry DNA kit and start a free trial to amplify your discoveries with Ancestry's billions of records. And now through March 17th with Ancestry.com's St. Patrick's Day sale, you can find your family's connection to Ireland. Start exploring your family today. Head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash Ruben and get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's Ancestry.com slash Ruben. And now back to me, here we go. All right, so the Grammys were last night. I think Americans and probably people worldwide have just had it with this Hollywood horse crap that they're throwing at us all the time. They don't give us good music anymore. They rarely give us good movies. There's a couple decent TV shows. But then the idea of these awards shows where they just pat themselves on the back and then they also tell us how racist we all are and how they're gonna you know, institute new diversity. But you may remember the story a couple months back where the Oscars said they're gonna have all of these new diversity quotas in movies, which is racism. Like we're gonna hire X amount of black people, X amount of Asian people, blah, blah, blah. So they're instituting racism into Hollywood, even though Hollywood's one of the most racist backwards places on earth anyway, uh, but they've just sort of ruined all these awards shows. And it is sort of a shame because I think there is something to be said about a certain amount of pageantry, a certain amount of, oh, he, these are the actors we love. These are the pieces of art that was created. And even to see some of their ridiculousness, like I live in LA, there's a little bit of that stuff that I like and a little bit of celebrity culture that's not all terrible. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it's all just awful. But because everything has gone so woke, we cannot get anything good anymore, right? We can't get anything real. When's the last time you saw a piece of art or listened to a song that was real? It's really hard to get through that machine. Well, uh, last night we're gonna show you two things that happened during the Grammys last night. Again, I didn't see them till this morning. You know what I watched last night? I watched the uh, series finale of the Golden Girls. David and I watch the Golden Girls pretty much every Sunday. We watch like two hours of Golden Girls on Hulu. And uh, we normally do it Sunday morning. We got busy at Home Depot, so we were at the season finale. I was like, we gotta finish it tonight. So that's what I watched. I watched a sitcom from NBC Saturday night, 8 p.m. back in 1992, uh, instead of the Grammys. And I assure you, it was much, much better. Uh, but here's uh, first Cardi B. Uh, doing her WAP song. It's a very exciting song. Good for the whole family. Take a look. Get your bucket, people, that's what she says. So I've got a bucket here. I don't have a mop, we couldn't find the mop, um, but I've got a bucket. I'm not sure what she's doing with the bucket, but I know it's something not good. Nothing good is going in that bucket, that's for sure. Um, now look, I, 
I don't care about the song. I don't care about Cardi B. I'm not sitting here part of the moral majority saying we shouldn't do any of these things. But I think the juxtaposition of that and the woman dancing in the shoe with the money flying at her, the juxtaposition of that versus some of the things that we've canceled recently, some of the things we have said are too dangerous to continue while we're talking about WAP, which stands for wet ass pussy and she's got the bucket and the whole thing. Now again, I'm not saying that shouldn't (laughs) be allowed. She's got a wet pussy, what are you gonna do about it? So fine, Um, but the strange way we deal with cancel culture, the strange way that the mainstream version of everything that we get is so out of whack with reality. So we took out Mr. Potato Head because because he was a mister and now he's just Potato Head. He's got no gender, even though really his gender was only decided whether you put the mustache on him, although I'm pretty sure girls can have mustaches now. We took out Aunt Jemima, right? from Aunt Jemima's syrup. So now we took a black woman off of a bottle. We took Uncle Ben off his rice. So we took a black man off that. So now you go to the store, there's only white people on any of the products. So was, did this come from white supremacists or from wokesters? You tell me, we took, we took out Gina Carano because she said something very true about demonizing people politically. So then Disney axed her. I mentioned the Golden Girls a moment ago, they Hulu, took an episode of the Golden Girls off where Dorothy's son marries a black woman and the families come together over race using comedy to discuss something, to discuss race in the late 80s. They took that off because there's a moment where Rose, played by America's favorite grandmother, Betty White and Rue McClanahan, show up in blackface. They're not in blackface, they're wearing facial masks and then the black women see them and it's a funny thing that happens. But we cancel all of these things. Was there anything else? I think I might've had one more that was a good cancellation one. Oh, well, of course, Dr. Seuss. We canceled Dr. Seuss, that racist Nazi bigot. Um, And the point is that we get rid of all of these things and then we say, oh, but the woman with the leaking pussy and the bucket and the mop and the whole thing and the girl dancing in the shoe, that that's all okay. Again, I'm not saying it's not okay. She can do whatever the hell she wants. That's not my kind of thing. I like Frankie Valli. But you know, the point is we're, we're, the way we're focusing on things, something ain't right. Something ain't right. And we've gotta be aware of it. But it continued on, and this if you thought that was weird, it continued on. Uh, they had a video from Lil Baby. I did not know Lil Baby before this. Not a huge fan of Lil Baby, uh, but here's Lil Baby. I was taught in American history books that Africa had no history, and neither did I. That I was a savage, about whom the less said the better, who had been saved by Europe and brought to America. And of course, I believed it. I didn't have much choice. It's a problem with the whole way of life, we can't change overnight. 
All right, that was Lil Baby's ditty there. Now, he said a couple things. Now, again, I didn't know Lil Baby till this morning. Don't really care about Lil Baby. I, I, you know, I wish him success. Uh, but he said a few things there in the song um, that he was taught American history, that Africa has no history, that he has no history. He was taught he was a savage and that basically, you know, the, the white people saved him. I mean, what history books taught that? I took history in public school. What history books didn't teach slavery? Maybe not the perfect version of slavery that every single social justice warrior would want, but who would ever say that he as a person has no history? Whoever would say that, that slavery was not part of American history? Nobody says that, Nobody, or that Africa has no history. We learned African history when I was in public school. Again, that doesn't mean that every educational system is absolutely perfect, and I would say most Public education is now completely craptastic because of, of the wokesters. Um, but, but the song doesn't even make sense there. Then, the, then he says, okay, you pushed and pushed and pushed in effect. So now we're just gonna burn some stuff down. It looks like he's burning down a private house. And then he jumps on the police car and everything else. So again, he can make the art. If some people like it, that's just fine. But we, we are applauding or the Grammys or the system, whatever you wanna call it is applauding certain things, but imagine if a country singer had sang a song about backing the police and being a good person and being a, you know, a good father and taking care of your kids. You think that's gonna win a Grammy? So that's what I mean by the, the mainstream is just collapsing, like mainstream. And again, it, it hurts me to say this in a way that, that it, we're watching the end of liberalism in a way that it's devolving now into just nothingness. It's devolving into all of the worst ideas instead of any of the good ideas, which is a very weird thing, which is why I keep telling you guys, I mean, basically you're woke or conservative right now. Um, but, you know, the Grammys, it's not just they, they can show you the, the woman with the leaky pussy and the guy burning down the building. They also had to remind us several times during commercial breaks that they're not racist. They are definitely not racist. Let's pull the image up. Uh, the Recording Academy and CBS condemn and denounce all forms of racism, sexism, violence, anti-Semitism, and hate. Let's continue to use music to bring people together, leading with love, healing, and sense of unity across all lines of difference. Okay, so that's just a meaningless, dribbleless, nonsensical statement uh, because they say, uh, what's the line here? It's, oh, it's just so perfect. Um, they condemn and denounce all forms of racism, sexism, sexism, violence. Violence? Did you just see the video that I just played? I'm pretty sure Lil Baby just burned down a building. Does that count as violence? Ah, but they've been telling us violence against physical things, violence against buildings, especially if there's no people in those buildings, that's not violence. You know, tell that to the guy who, you know, puts 30 years building his restaurant and then they burn it down in the name of tolerance. And you might realize that violence is violence, uh, regardless of your political agenda. Anyway, they showed that throughout, apparently, as they were cutting into commercial break. So as they peddle the most divisive stuff that they possibly can get away with in American society, they also remind you they're, they're against hate. We must be better, we're diverse, we're good, all that stuff. Anyway, I'm guessing you didn't watch the Grammys and I'm guessing you're a better person for it. Uh, guys, before we move on, let's talk about Startmail. You know, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. I talk about this all the time. You pay with your privacy. And since those companies have access to every email you send and receive, big tech can sell your data to the highest bidder. From business plans to medical records, companies can sell your personal data to target you with intrusive ads and open you up to identity theft and phishing attacks. That's why Startmail wants to secure your email 
and make you feel safe again. Startmail keeps your email private, period. Every email is encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption, which means big tech can't read, scan, analyze, or sell your personal information ever. Startmail also prevents government agencies from spying on you like dragnet operations. With Startmail, deleted means deleted. When you delete an email, it's gone forever, and Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business like Parler. Startmail is backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. The feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. So when you're giving your email to a company but wanna protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your info. And they can be deleted anytime. Here at the Rubin Report, we've been looking for alternatives to Google, so we're excited to start using our new Startmail account. I don't trust big tech and neither should you. Start securing your email privacy with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Rubin. That's Startmail with a T, -T S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Rubin for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Rubin. And now back to me. So this story just broke. This just broke literally 15, 20 minutes before uh, we went live, but I had to add it because you may remember that uh, we had a little bit of a kerfluffle around the election, right? And a lot of people thought that the election wasn't legit. I don't want to get my YouTube uh, stream taken down right at this very moment, but we, you know, we've decided everything. There's nothing to be questioned and we're okay. We're good to go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you may remember that the Washington Post ran a big story and then, and then some of the audio got leaked all over the place um, where it appeared that Donald Trump was pressuring the attorney general of Georgia to find votes that didn't exist and that Trump was doing all these bad things. And of course, everybody ran with all of this stuff and the usual blue and on suspects. Well, now two months later, two months later, Joe Biden is apparently the president of the United States. Two months, la two months later, Washington Post has issued a retraction. I'm gonna read it for you. It's, it's just fascinating. Correction, two months after publication of this story, the Georgia Secretary of State released an audio recording of President Donald Trump's December phone call with the state's top elections investigator. I'm sorry, I just said attorney general. It was the elections investigator. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Trump did not tell the investigator to, quote, find the fraud or say she would be a national hero if she did so. Instead, Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting she would find dishonesty there. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. A story about the recording can be found here. The headline and text of this story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. Okay, so this is seriously evil, and this is what mainstream media is. They are liars. They are all frauds. I do not get everything correct here, guys, but I don't blatantly lie to you, and if I make a mistake, I, I address it. I've done it several times, and no doubt I will do it again. Now, first off, notice that they say a source, right, based on information provided by a source. Well, okay, are you gonna use that source anymore? Did you fire that source? How come there's nothing about that? Should this should we know who this source is that planted this obviously false information? Like they, they don't do anything like that. Now what they're gonna do, the headline and text of this story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump. Oh, so we changed the headline from the story two months ago now that it's completely irrelevant. 
Do you see why we've got a problem here? The mainstream media is an abject failure. When we, when we talk about Blue Anon, this group of people who push stories that fit the narrative, push the Covington hoax, push Brett Kavanaugh's a racist, push Jesse Smollett, and all of these fake stories, they will tell you that Q somehow is the fake thing. I don't care about Q. I've never paid any attention to Q. I did, I posted a thing on Twitter yesterday, actually, when I was leaving Home Depot, there's a big building that they're building right now, and it's a bunch of offices. It's like a lived workspace, and it's called the Q, which is sort of hilarious. Um, but so on, on maybe the Q people now have, a, you know, like a brick and mortar, which I guess would be a, an issue. But the point is, guys, that this is what mainstream media is. Don't pretend it's anything other than that. And this, like, no one's going to see this. That's the thing. This isn't going to be covered on CNN. The, you know, is New York Times going to do a piece now on the Washington Post retraction that I have no doubt New York Times ran stories using the Washington Post story originally, the Washington Post source? Of course they're not. There are no such things as journalists anymore, guys. We've got journalists. We don't really have journalists. Uh, but speaking of journalists and not journalists, uh, NBC's Meet the Press, which, which once was the most important, I would say the most important political show we had in America. You may remember, uh, Tim Russert was the host of, of Meet the Press. He was one of many hosts. The show's been on for uh, probably four decades or something. Um, but when I was growing up and when I was first getting into politics, Tim Russert was the host of Meet the Press. He's passed away since. Um, but he was an incredible host. It, it, it was obvious that he cared about politics in a, in a deep, sort of meaningful way. He was enlightened and interesting. It was always sort of unclear to me what his full beliefs were, which I think was important as a, as a somewhat nonpartisan host of a major Sunday news show. Uh, but then eventually, uh, well, he did pass away, but he, I, I think he retired before that. I'm not totally sure, actually. But in any event, Chuck Todd is now the host of Meet the Press. And Chuck Todd is obviously a Democrat. Like, nobody doesn't think that. Chuck Todd is a Democrat. Like, Chuck, if you tweet that you're not a Democrat, I'll retweet you. Uh, but anyway, he had the infallible Fauci on again, and they're talking about COVID, and they talked about how it could be real, climate change might cause more of these things. And it's a constant scare fest to keep you silent and locked in your room and afraid of everybody else. Uh, but here's a fascinating little piece. Just as we're, as we're opening up the country, right, as things are starting to somewhat get back to normal, orange man is gone, the whole thing. Well, Chuck asked him when we can get together for weddings, and the infallible Fauci took it this way. When can people plan an indoor wedding? You know, that's a, that's a good question. And I think that's gonna be within a reasonable period of time. This you notice year? what the CDC is doing. They gave, uh, excuse me, I didn't hear what this you said. This calendar so, year? What, what time of the year? I, you know, I, I can't give you that exact date because it's gonna absolutely depend. And this right. gets back to our, our conversation a minute or two ago. It's gonna depend on the level of infection in community. If we plateau and stay at 60,000 a day yeah. and go up with a peak. I mean, you can make no prediction. If we keep going down and get to a very, very low level, yeah. when we're there and we have a good proportion of the people vaccinated, I think you're gonna see weddings in the normal way that we've seen it within a reasonable period of time. But there's always the caveat right. that it's not gonna happen if all of a sudden you have a surge. Oh, thank you, infallible Fauci. Weddings in a reasonable amount of time. You know, it's funny, infallible Fauci. 
Uh, last week was the year anniversary to two weeks to flatten the curve. So what would you say is reasonable? Would it have been a year from then? Because we're past that point. He can't answer anything. This guy, this guy is no longer someone you should listen to. Like you, you, you should make choices for yourself. And if you want the vaccine, you should have the vaccine. And if you want to wear a mask, you should wear a mask. And if you don't want to go out and you don't want to go to stadiums and you don't want to go to big events. And if you want to sit in the basement and have someone throw you fish heads once a week, you should do all of those things. But the idea at this point that if your children or your friends are getting married, that you're not going to go to weddings or if a loved one dies and you're not going to go to funerals, the things that they've done to us for the last year. These people don't give a shit about you. I, I just don't know how to explain it any more than that. In a reasonable amount of time, okay, Fauci, now we're at 60, and if that goes up, then it won't be reasonable to go to weddings, and if it goes down, then a few people can go to weddings, and some people can't. Well, what do you mean? What, what is that? This, the idea that this would be done federally is also insane, because what if we're just watching it just completely disappear in all the middle of, middle of America, more rural states, and then the big cities have other problems? Should we all be living under the same rules? I mean, it's just enough already, man. It really is. I, I really think what these people are doing is such a mass pill, uh, red pilling of Americans. It's just crazy because who, unless you were the most sort of brainwashed mainstream person, who could be watching Fauci a year later, a year after two weeks to flatten the curve, a year after we've destroyed lives and the depression and the alcoholism and kids not going to school, and yet we see all of the leaders going on vacations and taking trips and, do, and sending their own kids to school and doing all sorts of stuff. And Fauci, wear masks, don't wear masks. We're gonna do this, we're not gonna do this, all of that stuff. Like how could you, did anyone watch that? I mean, really, somebody in the comments tell me if you still have faith in this guy. And Fauci, by the way, I would love to have you on the show. I'll have you on the show and I won't even, I will have no notes, no papers, no nothing. We will talk, we can do it live. Uh, because this does not make any sense to me anymore in a reasonable period of time. Reasonable? I think we passed reasonable. So unless you have a time machine, maybe Fauci's been working on a time machine. We're going to go back in time and it would be about a year minus two weeks. That would be reasonable to me. Uh, otherwise, I'm not so sure, Fauci. Uh, okay, guys, I want to do one more. And as I said, I've been wanting to do more stuff about other countries because I think one of the problems is we can become very myopic here in America because so much of the world revolves around us and we export so much of the, of the goodness and the stupidity across the world. Actually, uh, the French uh, President Macron recently said that, that wokeism is being imported from America into his country and that that's a big problem. Uh, but in Scotland, they've got a major, major problem in Scotland right now. So they just passed a hate crime bill in Scotland that is a massive, massive assault on free speech. We've got a quote from the Scotsman the bill, which consolidates previous hate crime laws and adds new offenses of, quote, stirring up hatred against protected characteristics of religion, age, disability, and transgender identity. Okay, so a lot of this was pushed by a justice minister named, uh, his justice minister Hamza is his name, uh, and he, we have a couple quotes from him here because he was one of the main drivers of this thing. He's Pakistani, uh, originally from Pakistan. Irrelevant. He's a full member of, of Scotland, right? He's a citizen of Scotland. He's entitled to his beliefs. But he, we have two quotes from him here. Here He says, this is parliament at its best. The new law protects the most vulnerable in our society. And he says, not a day goes by that I'm not conscious of the color of my skin. The first 
thing people see and notice about me is the color of my skin. And they probably form a judgment about me in relation to it, sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously. So in essence, if you were to make comments about people's skin color, about their age, sexual orientation, all of these things, you can now be punished under the law in Scotland. And it seems to me that Justice Minister Hamza, in effect, is really revealing his own bigotry, that when he's saying, well, the first people think that they see when they see me is something about my skin color, well, that must be the way he feels. And as you guys know, I say it once or twice a week, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So I'll, I'll, I don't know this guy, I don't know a tremendous amount about him, obviously, but I'll go out here and, and let, let's just say for a second, this guy isn't like a crazy racist lunatic who's trying to destroy Scotland and, and Western values. Uh, but he feels that there is some degree of racism in Scotland. I, I've never heard that Scotland has a major race problem, but let's let's pretend that he sort of thinks that that exists and he's he personally has dealt with some racism, which I have no doubt that he has. Almost everyone in the world probably has dealt with some form of discrimination against them, regardless of whether it was skin color or, or gender or sexuality or, or something. But should we pass laws to say you can't say things about these groups of people. Now that's very different, saying things, right, is very different than saying, okay, you can't instigate violence about people, right, or about a group of people or a specific person. That's very different, right? That, you can't do that in America either, even with our First Amendment. That's one of the preclusions that we have in the First Amendment. Uh, but this general idea that, and this is, by the way, this is what Jordan Peterson was, was worried about, right? Can we pull the quote up from Scott, uh, the Scotsman again? Because this is what Jordan Peterson was worried about years ago. You guys, you guys remember, was it Bill C, C, I always forget, was it C16 or 17? It was 16, Bill C16. Jordan was talking about how in Canada, he did not want the government being able to compel speech, meaning that if a transgender person walked down the street and you said, good afternoon, ma'am, and it turned out to be a man, that you could be in trouble. So when they say here that they're, uh, consolidating previous hate crime laws, which add new offenses of stirring up hatred against protected characteristics of religion, age, disability, and transgender identity. Meaning, are you allowed to make fun of people anymore? Like, where does comedy fit into that? Where does, where does the ability to just be a growing, mistaken, confused person be? The, nothing good, nothing good is gonna come out of this. And I, I fear that we're gonna see more of this across a whole bunch of countries. Uh, in Europe because they don't have the protections that we have, the First Amendment that we have here in the United States. And I, and I wonder how much longer we'll have it. The more power we give away to the wokesters, guys, like don't think that these people won't keep coming for anything. There's a major push right now to get DC statehood, right? Which would only give the left more power and DC should not be a state. The, the founders understood that. Um, DC is a place where all the politicians and all the people come right? Like they, they should care about where they live, not the place that is the seat of power and everything else. Whew, okay, man, a lot going on. Uh, oh, I have a great interview that we just put up part one this morning that, that's a real dissection of everything that's going on with big tech and everything that's going on with recalls and everything else. Uh, David Sachs, who uh, is the former COO of PayPal, he was in the PayPal mafia with Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, we just put part one up this morning, which is mostly about big tech, but we also get into some recall stuff. Uh, he's he's up in San Francisco where he's fighting to get their ridiculous uh, district attorney, Chesa Bodine, I believe that's his name. They're trying to get him recalled. Uh, and I pray it happens before they export him and send him down here because our 
our DA down here is this guy, George Gascon, who of course was the DA in San Francisco, ruined that place, and then what happens? In progressive politics, you move on like a locust and ruin something else. So part one with David Sachs is up on YouTube right now, and of course the full episode is available and free at rubenreport.locals.com. I've been teasing it for a while, but we will have a couple major announcements related to Locals by the end of the month, the latest, and uh, all right, I feel, I feel pretty good, people, pretty, pretty, Pretty good. All right. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow.